If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. You can check out our social media and see uh, our winner for our ultimate summer giveaway. I started to see the pictures. She looked very happy. She is very happy. She's a great lady, too. I mean, great uh, listener of our uh, wonderful radio stations. And so just a really awesome thing. So, uh, Donna, thank you so much for, uh, for, and really thank you to everybody for uh, registering and, and wonderful sponsors as well for the Ultimate Summer Giveaway. For registering, for qualifying, for envisioning yourself in the hot tub. You can still do it. Buy one. Be fun. Absolutely. Yeah, you can yeah. still purchase one from Pristine Pool and Spa if you want. Uh, but yeah, when we were telling uh, her afterwards, like, yeah, you want all this stuff? And she's like, you know, what's the what's the value of all this stuff? And I was like, <laughs> and she was, yeah, floored by the, the great prize that we had. Um, so yeah, big thank you to uh, Berrien County Veterans Services, as well as Mason Jar Cafe, Aidens Landscape Supply, Enders Auto Repair, Pristine Pool and Spa, as well as uh, Lakefront Roofing and Exteriors, Five Star Heating and Air Conditioning, Great Lakes Pondscapes, Scottdale True Value Hardware, as well as Mosquito Mob. A great summer, but yeah. summer's not over yet, because uh, yesterday wait, 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 wait. was super the, the hot. Key, but wait, wait, the key thing was you were supposed to make friends with the winner. So that we can enjoy the prize package. See, that's the thing. House. I already know her, so oh, absolutely going to be able to be friends with her. You got an in already? Out. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. No. She was like, right. "Hey, come over here. I want to talk." When's to you. movie night? When's movie night? I don't know. I think it's coming up soon. <laughs> uh, You're not going to tell me. That's yeah, funny. she'll she'll tell me. <laughs> She'll let me know. But uh, yeah, very excited for her. And That's it was awesome. just a great time at the uh, the Strand in Sister Lakes. So I had a nice. chance to hang out there. And uh, luckily it was inside in their oh, beautiful cool. place. I mean, I know they have outdoor seating as well. But man, with it being like, what, 96, I think, at the time of the <laughs> giveaway, it was not something that we really wanted to be outside for. Yeah. But... It was it was good. It was good. good. So congratulations to all and thank you to everybody. Uh, lots to get to this uh, this morning as uh, we did have some crazy weather uh, yesterday. So that was also yeah. causing uh, some other things that were going on. Our radio stations were uh, football games. At least we were hoping football games were going to happen. Um, yeah. But some of those had to get postponed. Actually, at one point, because I know uh, Lakeshore was playing on 97.5 Y Country mm-hmm. and they there's a rule in the MHSAA for for sports ball uh yep. that you can't be on the field if it's too hot makes sense so they were checking the temperature of what it was on the field right and said nope we got to we got to stop we can't do the game i'm glad they did that yeah i'm glad they did that because oftentimes you'll see the sports activities you know mostly we're looking for lightning yeah. and that kind of thing and they're like well until it hits like over in that field right next to us, we'll keep playing. It's like, well, well come on, safety first. No, they, they do watch that pretty absolutely. closely, and I'm glad that they did that. Funny you said that because then they were dealing with the heat, and then all of a sudden when they were like, okay, it was good to play. Let's play for a little while. Yeah. Lightning started. Right. So right. Yeah, they got to about basically the second quarter and said, all right, <laughs> I guess we'll have to resume at some point later today. Um, yeah. 
Which is crazy because I think the game's not at like 11. So did the Lakeshore football team, did they just spend the night in Zealand? Oh, geez. I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would almost want to because yeah. you got to think of the, the exhaustion oh. of going back oh. uh, back home and then going back to go play the next day. That's, that's Just sleep on the bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no air conditioning. Just sleep no. on the bus. Yeah. Not no, good. thank you. But yeah, a lot of games, some of those games uh, did get postponed until today. Um, and we do have some football later today as well that was already scheduled. Yeah. Uh, St. Joe at Niles going to be happening later on tonight. And we'll have uh, Brett Wachowski with our uh, football preview. That's right. Looking forward to talking to Brett. That'll be fun. Yeah, that's brought to you by our friends at Laser Graphics. But uh, what else do we want to talk about? We want to talk about uh, the well, the thing that was all over social media the other day. We can talk about Trump in a sec, but uh, in, in case you're planning a trip over to the east side mm. uh, today or this weekend, uh, there were quite a few. The storms that kind of bounced over us that yeah. gave us a little bit of a show and pushed the heat right into the, the sports ball games, mm -hmm. uh, that really hit on the east side. 700,000 homes and businesses without power at some points uh, in both Michigan and northern Ohio um, as a severe line of thunderstorms, heavy rain, strong winds, at least one confirmed tornado oh in the my. region. It was a large and extremely dangerous tornado confirmed near Williamston, Michigan in Ingham County around 930 last night. Uh, National Weather Service office in Detroit and Grand Rapids confirming there were storm conditions that caused several vehicle accidents on 96. No life-threatening injuries reported. Uh, and and or sustained on the interstate, so that at least was good news. But leaving hundreds of thousands of people without power this morning. Mm. Yeah, and it kind of built just as I mean, just looking at the radar, it was just as it was going over the lake and going over the 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 west side. It was just like starting to just build up, and it seemed to just yeah. skip over us and go over to them. Yeah, which yeah, is so. Uh, yeah, some reports, yeah, some reports of powerful wind gusts, 70 mile per hour gusts reported in Detroit last night. Mm. Dang. Seven, seven to eight inches of rain Whew. in some areas for a period. Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough stuff. Yeah. Not something you some want to be caught in the middle of. And, and just to close on this, the one and a half inch diameter hail. Oh my. It fell. You know, I mean, that's like a so, golf ball. So thankfully, it skipped over us. Oh my, that's yeah. crazy! Uh, all right, let's talk about this. Uh, Trump uh, finally showed up to uh, Georgia, and yes. for the first time, out of the all the other things that he's done, he's had the the mugshot, and the mugshot's already out. The mugshot is out. He's even using it on social media. Former President Donald Trump was booked at the Fulton County Jail last night on state charges that he conspired to overturn the results of the 2020 election result in Georgia. He was fingerprinted. Uh, there was a booking photo, also known as the mugshot. Yeah. Um, it was later released to the public, as all their mugshots are. Trump is facing charges in four separate criminal cases now. This is the first time that he had a mugshot taken. Yeah. Um, and the social media is just posting the looks that all the folks arraigned in this case are giving the camera. Most of them are smiling. Trump gave what some call a death stare. Yeah. Into the camera. Yeah, I yeah. was uh, I was intimidated by that one, and I was like, "Whoa, 
He yeah. does not look happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Former President uh, Trump uh, talked to Newsmax afterwards, mm-hmm. and he says he feels sympathy for, for his co-defendants in the Georgia elections case, saying their lives are destroyed by the criminal charges. He says uh, that those people were unfairly dragged into this Um High-quality people who don't even know why they were brought in. He tweeted or X'd, whatever you do on X now, uh, social media for the first time since January 2021. He said, election interference, never surrender. Surrender, And those were that was the caption of his mugshot. Wow. He put his mugshot up there. Yeah. Wow. And he paid the 200 grand basically to so he didn't have to stay there? The $200,000 yeah. bail bond? Yeah. Uh, you know, I... I <laughs> It's I mean, tough to follow. I didn't he see not, what he did on the he, bail bond. Yeah. That was with the talk going into it that he would have to pay that. I'm sure he did if that was right. the deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just, a billionaire. He can afford it. I mean, yeah, I figured. I was like, wait. So you're saying if he doesn't pay the two hundred thousand, he's spending the nine. He's getting the whole entire, you know, jail treatment. Rudy Giuliani also had to pay bail. Yeah, and I think it was. I think it was under two hundred thousand dollars, but. Uh, a lot of the media were asking him because he's apparently had some financial troubles connected to all these legal mm-hmm. challenges. And uh, they were shouting at him, hey, who paid your bail? Who paid your bail? And he wouldn't say. So maybe yeah. Trump paid that one. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, this saga continues. Um, yes. And like we said uh, just the other day as we were talking about the debate, um, we'll see what that does. This whole thing does to his poll numbers for <laughs> the upcoming election because it seems like all of these charges as he's had have actually haven't haven't hurt the numbers at all they've actually almost helped them uh be even higher so his he's what 51 or 52 percent in the polls and everybody else is like at one and two percent so far and away the leader let's see what the latest is see if anyone got any bump from this so currently we're looking at the national polls for president 55 percent for trump Mm mm-hmm 14% 14% for DeSantis. Okay. We'll see what that number, and then 7, 7% for Ramaswamy. We'll see what that does, because I think over the weekend, there, as the as the campaigns ramp up and mm-hmm. keep talking about what happened during thir- uh, Wednesday's debate, that maybe those poll numbers for Ramaswamy especially will move a little bit up, and maybe for DeSantis move a little bit down, and then yesterday's arraignment for Trump, mm-hmm. we'll see what that does, if anything, to him. And yeah, he did pay that $200,000 bail bond. Gotcha. That that was the agreed-upon thing going in, mm-hmm. and that indeed is what happened, with conditions that he wouldn't talk about people or threaten them on social media. Gotcha. Wow. <laughs> well, the, yeah, like I said, the saga continues, so we'll just keep you updated on all of these uh, things and more. You can catch The Coach's Show tomorrow with Phil McDonald and Brett Wachowski at Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar. They are going to have uh, area coaches after, you know, for most of the coaches. Hopefully, they get through all their games. Uh, I know uh, some of them had to postpone some of yeah. their uh, football games, but they'll be able to talk with those coaches uh, 8 to 10 on Saturday morning, so that should be a fun time. Absolutely, full circle cafe. Yeah, it's good stuff. You, uh, you gonna go there and grab a grab a little espresso? <laughs> I like the idea. Yeah, I like the idea for sure. I went there last season. I, I haven't. He's he's done. They've done one show so far this year. Yep. Um. So yes, I will make a plan to go there. Yeah. We'll sometime this season. Maybe uh, you and I would go grab breakfast and just. Yeah. Uh, we Maybe like, we could invade. We could invade the coaches' show. We could heckle. We'll heckle, heckle from the sidelines. Yeah, Sports exactly. ball, boo! 
That would be great. We'll ask Brent if that's okay. Yeah, probably not a good idea. But if you happen to miss the show, you can always check out the podcast at WSJM.com. And speaking of podcasts, Got Something to Say, uh, where we talk to our friends and neighbors about uh, great things happening here in Southwest Michigan. If you're a nonprofit organization, I'd love for you to reach out. Uh, I talk to a lot of great people on a regular basis. Uh, I mentioned yesterday I talked to uh, the folks from... Michigan Works about resume writing as well as some other great workshops and how they can help you uh, find a job or even if you have a job, be able to uh, kind of brush up on some of those interview skills and things like that. So you can check out that podcast at WSJM.com as well as going to be talking with uh, a lot of great people about some great events that are coming up, including that uh, great Citadel fundraiser. Uh, yeah. The Fly Me to the Moon. Going to chat more about that. Little Frank Sinatra. Yeah. So you can go check out that uh, at WSJM.com and the WSJM app in the podcast section uh, and listen to past episodes and look forward to 530 uh, after News with Andrew Green, where we have got something to say every single weekday. So it's right there. It's brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. And in a little bit, you wanted to talk about this guy that uh, he went to Yellowstone, which a lot of people do. They go, they of course, it's a beautiful national park. You want to check it out and explore. Yeah. But uh, this guy did something, something stupid, huh? Well, I mean, you're supposed to stay on the trails. And there's a reason for that. And when you don't, they get real angry. Breaking the rules. <laughs> you end up in court. Were you right. giggling right there? What were you giggling about? I was giggling about the uh, the thing we were talking about, the the cat. the Michigan Oh, yeah. yeah big, big tail. Yeah, there's an article about a, a cat that uh, has a world record tail. <laughs> uh, <it's laughs> and a, lives in a rocking chair factory, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a Maine Coon, uh, Farmington, Hills, uh, Farmington Hills, Michigan, set a world record for the longest tail. Uh, took the world record from his uh, deceased brother. Oh no! With a sixteen point zero seven inch tail. Jeez! The owner uh, also owns the tallest living domestic cat, <laughs> who is eighteen inches tall. Wait what is going second. on with these cats? No, 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 no. I mean, if if one person has. The the two cats, one yeah. deceased, and then his brother takes over the longest tail record, and then the tallest living domestic cat. Yeah, he's, he's feeding them something special, something special, or maybe they're too close to like the power lines or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, or they're stretching these cats out. I don't know what's going on. Stretching the cats out. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, but other Michigan related news. Um, yeah. what's going on with this guy that went to Yellowstone and now is possibly banned? Jason Wicks, age 49, Hillman, Michigan, was arraigned in federal court on uh, August 23rd of this week, facing criminal charges of off-trail travel in a Yellowstone National Park thermal area. Oh. The thermal area. So, you know, they have the geysers, they have the the sulfur pools and that kind of stuff. Uh, He was charged for off-trail travel in that thermal area and for being under the influence of alcohol or drugs mm. to the degree that he was a danger to himself and or others. Wow. Yeah. Wicks uh, had to show up in court. Mm-hmm. So he's charged with this. He had to show up in court. He pleaded not guilty 
to the charges. As part of the conditions for release, Wicks is banned from Yellowstone and the Grand Teton Teton, uh, National Parks until the criminal charges are resolved. He says he's not guilty of the charge of going off the trail and being a danger to himself or others. He sustained thermal burns on at least one foot as part of this alleged activity. Yeah, so, so there's some evidence there. Yeah, they're going to be like, so so where'd you get the burn? What what happened there? So huh? your foot looks a little cooked. In a statement, Yellowstone National Park officials said the ground in hydrothermal areas is fragile and thin. There's scalding water just below the surface. Therefore, everyone must remain on the boardwalks. They say Jason Wicks did not. Uh, and he uh, failed to exercise uh, the appropriate amount of caution to Yellowstone's thermal features. So, therefore, until this is cleared up, he is banned from the parks. Oh, how would you like to be banned from a national park? Like, just, you know, your friends come by and say, hey, we're going to go on vacation. We're going to go to the parks. You want to, you know, cruise around the national parks? Yeah, here's the thing. I can't because yeah. I'm yeah. banned. <laughs> or maybe he'll, like, wear a mustache or wear a disguise of some kind. Just and that, sneak in. Yeah, just sneak in. <laughs> More than 20 people have died in Yellowstone's hot springs. It's no it's, yeah. it's no laughing matter. You're supposed to stay on the boardwalk mm-hmm. because the hot springs contain lethally hot waters reaching up to 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Temperature for boiling, 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Jeez. Temperature of these things, 200 degrees. So you're not far off from boiling yourself in one of those geysers. Uh, about a year ago... Uh, if you remember the story, Johnny, a park employee found part of a foot mm-hmm. still in a shoe floating in a spring as the rest of the human remains were believed to have Ugh. melted in the scalding geyser basin. Ugh. Scalding geyser basin, not something that somebody wants to hear early in the nope. morning, but uh, hopefully you didn't have breakfast yet. Everybody loves Christmas and things like that, but I think the most wonderful time of the year is football season, especially <laughs> high school football season. Would you agree, Ken? Uh, of course. Of sure. Course. I, I, I pretty much am thankful for Friday. <laughs> I, I thought that's where you were going. No, People yeah. like Christmas. I love Friday. Yeah, I do love Friday as well, but I, I, I do love uh, high school football, and I know somebody that's also very excited about it is uh, the guy you will hear uh, every time we have a St. Joe Bears football game is Brett Witkowski. Uh He, alongside uh, Joel Cordes, will have the uh, the game later tonight, uh, St. Joe playing against Niles. Brett, good morning, man. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, uh, is your name Brett or is it Kurt? What's that? <laughs> is your name Brett or Kurt today? Oh, it's Kurt Gowdy today. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're watching this uh, live on our Facebook and our YouTube, you can see that uh, Brett has decided to change his name. And this is something you're going to do every week. Is that what your plan is? We need to take someone who's been successful in broadcasting and try to transpose uh, that. There you go. There you go. Very nice. Very oh. nice. Well, we're excited to talk to you about uh, St. Joe Bears football here in just a little while with your uh, your preview that's brought to you by our friends at Laser Graphics. But I want to talk uh, other football as well. We know they're not playing this week yet, but we do have uh, we do have one football game that a lot of people are watching out for, and that's the Notre Dame game over in Dublin. Yep. Uh, Notre Dame and Navy. That should be a pretty good game. But what are your thoughts on with uh, Jim Harbaugh and his uh, his suspension? Do you think that's going to affect the uh, the Michigan Wolverines as they start the season? Absolutely not. 
No. <laughs> he's got like a round robin of coaches coming in. He's, I saw he's got his dad coming in, who his dad was the head coach at Western, and he recruited me up there. He's going to have his dad as a sub coach? For one game, it said, yeah. Oh, how fun. And then I saw there's another guy, uh, defense coordinator uh, Jess Minner. His dad was actually who recruited me. Uh, oh. So it's funny, you know, you, that's the one thing about sports, and, and it can apply to other things. The the people you end up knowing in life and where they end up going is absolutely amazing. But, I mean, come on. look, Whether you're a Michigan fan or not, mm-hmm. their non-conference schedule is not strong. No. It does not take much to coach that team. They All the coaches could head down to some bar, watch it on TV, and the, <laughs> the guys could win the first three games. Right, right. Yeah, because a lot of that, all that planning and, and everything and the strategy usually happens during the practices and getting that all coordinated. And usually that, that head coach, as we talked about, it's kind of like the uh, when you're the leader of CEO or of a company and if you got all those good people working under you, then the place pretty much runs itself and you just kind of make sure everything runs runs smooth. But yeah, that I just figured, you know, that that happening, the three game suspension. I'm just not sure what's going to happen next year. You know, with the NCAA. Well, and, well, and to that point, I mean, Brett, does the NCAA look at what you just said, which is this isn't much of a schedule for those first three games? It's not really much of a penalty for Jim right. Harbaugh. Uh, does the NCAA say, hmm? Well, we got to do something more. Well, I don't know if it really even matters. I think the NCAA has lost control of college football as is. Yeah, and it's. You know, whether people agree or disagree with all the conference string alignment, it's all being driven by football. Mm-hmm. And next thing, you, you got to have UCLA's softball team fly and play in Rutgers mm. and their swim team. And, and those sports do not make money. Football is the one moneymaker. I think Chip Kelly uh, out of UCLA has the right idea. Let there be football conferences and let them do everything else, kind of like the Nordame model. Or Nordame's independent. Yep, and the ACC for everything else, and it really should. I think it should could apply to a lot of high school conferences too. Absolutely, people move conferences mostly because of football, mm-hmm. because that's where the money is. That's where you get the audience as far beyond the base fans or the parents. You know, if you go to the St. Joe Niles game, they'll have good crowd. It's a lot more in parents at yeah. the games. So, yeah, I, I just think the NCA is. They're trying to hang on themselves to have some relevancy in college football. Because yeah. those schools all could get together and say, we don't need you. And they really don't. And create their own network, create their own uh, championship, and just, in essence, be a minor league for pro football. Mm-hmm. I think we should have Brett as NCAA commissioner. Can we do that? Oh, if I can get to go to games every Saturday. Yeah, sure. man. <laughs> and it's not too far of a drive down to Indianapolis. So, no. I mean... You nope. could you could commute, um, no. That's uh, yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening. I'm I'm excited about this uh, the Notre Dame game over in Dublin. That's that's a lot of fun. We know the Dan Patrick show has been kind of covering that and broadcasting from Dublin. I don't know how we didn't get the uh, the invite to go over there as well, but hey, we're busy here. We've got we've yes. got things to do down here. We got stuff to do. Well, aren't yeah. you going out to Baroda next week to broadcast? Are we? Well, I mean, what's over the- there? I just says you get to go to Baroda. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Well, we'll that's we'll, as far as our expense account will allow yeah. us. <laughs> and, it's all, and it's only a one way. Yeah. yeah the only, oh, the, dear. Oh, geez. The only far trip. Yeah. We're like, oh, exotic place of Holland, but the Holland, Michigan, not the other right. Holland. Yeah. Uh, well, we're looking forward to high school football season. Uh, we know we had a game, well, started to have some games yesterday, but some of those uh, didn't happen because of. Not only the heat, but also the lightning. Going to be a lot better weather for for today and this slate of games. But we want to preview one game specifically, and that is our St. Joe Bears football game. Our preview brought to you by our friends at Laser Graphics. Give them the stuff they want from Laser Graphics. Brett, what can we expect for this game, the opening game uh, of the season for the St. Joe Bears against the Niles Vikings at Niles. Well, I think what's uh, the other part is this is our 25th year that WSJM has been the home of the Bears, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I, Niles is a different program than they've been. And you're, if you listen to Coach's show, Coach Bradley alluded to 50 years. Mm-hmm. This is a co- uh, program that Coach Shaw has got turned around. Uh, they barely lost to Edwardsburg in the state playoffs last year. And people know anything about football. Edwardsburg's track record the last decade, so not much. They've lost 11, 12 games in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, Niles has got a lot of players back. I heard at their scrimmage from a couple different sources, they look solid. Uh, they're opening up, reopening up their old stadium with turf and everything. And they got some new lights put in. And so... You know, Niles is not the Niles that people would think of the last, let's say, 20, 25 years. This this program is legit. Um, they are pushing. I mean, they schedule St. Joe and Lakeshore not to lose two games. Wow. Most coaches don't schedule tough teams like that thinking they don't have a chance. And so they definitely got a good program. St. Joe is coming off a really successful year, lost their first game, won their next nine in a row, and then lost in the playoffs to Zealand West, who Lakeshore plays. Uh, here t- this morning, um, St. Joe lost 19 starters. That's a lot. Yeah, there's there's some teams that don't have 19 players. That's true. Uh, now you know that, Johnny. Yeah. Um, you'd have been happy to have 19 at all, Claire. Oh my gosh, yeah. When I was playing, I would have been happy because now they've moved to eight man football at all, Claire. And honestly, if they would have had that when I was playing, that would have probably been a lot better for us. Uh, and we wouldn't be all tired and because you pretty much had no room for injury when you would have small teams like that. Um, does You're the, still tired, I heard. What's that? You're still tired from some oh, of those games. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But I can still play. I can still play. <laughs> uh, so does that that not having those those starters and that sort of inexperience, does that hurt them as they kind of ramp up into the beginning of the season? Because having, like you said, a tough opponent like Niles – um, and then what does that look like for the, the season for the Bears? Well, I think it, it's twofold. One is, if you have a program, you're going to have inexperienced guys every year or so, every couple of years, because you're not having to depend on freshmen and sophomores. And so St. Joe right now has a program where they have like 100, 120 guys playing ninth grade through 12th grade. So you're most likely going to have to wait your turn unless you're just an extreme athlete as a freshman mm-hmm. sophomore. And, you know, it's, it's more like the reload program. And, you know, people have always talked about that with Benton Harbor boys basketball. Like, oh, they got nobody coming back. Well, you forget, it's a program. They got guys who are playing on JVs yeah. been waiting for this day. And even Coach Bratley kind of alluded to that 
on the coaches' show that you know, a lot of these guys probably would have started somewhere else as freshmen or sophomores, but because of the depth St. Joe had, they had to kind of wait their turn, and so that's which is not all bad in life. So I, I think from one standpoint, just playing varsity at that level, that speed, and usually mm-hmm. the speed is the difference between freshman JV varsity, and then from varsity to college, yeah. etc. I think it may take a few snaps to just get adjusted to that speed because Niles will be fired up. Trust me, really fired up. Um, but the one thing St. Joe's going to do is they're going to have 22 starters. And so when the offense is off the field, they're going to get coached on the sidelines. And, and Johnny, you know from playing mm-hmm. in a small school like Eau Claire, you didn't get that. No, Your talk was at halftime, and you, and you might remember a little bit of it because you're so exhausted. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so St. Joe's going to have that benefit, at least coming out of the gate, not to have players having to go both ways. It'll keep them fresher. And that's the one thing St. Joe has done extremely well uh, since Coach Bradley has been there and Coach Church is they are, and Coach like they are physically fit. They outweigh their opponents. And then being able to coach them. I know you can use TVs on the sidelines. You can use handheld. You can use any mm-hmm. video equipment you want. So guys can see what they just screwed up on two minutes earlier. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're uh, they've certainly built a program there, and uh, it certainly helps to have those the next man up to be able to to help them with that. But it is going to be a tough game, as you said. But the good thing is a little bit cooler of a game. Uh, I don't know what game time temperature is going to be, but with the high of only eighty, and then later tonight being in the sixties, it should be a pretty nice game. Plus, a very nice brand new turf field. Uh, you going to go roll around in it a little bit? Uh, no, I, I plan on running on it. Trying there you to go. work on my 40-yard dash. There you go. I want to see if I can finish a 40-yard dash and then go from there. You know, interesting stat for St. Joe. Last year, they won nine games. year before that, they won eight games. Yeah. year before that, they won seven games. Mm. year before that, they won six games. Mm. year before that, they won five games. So let's hope for I'm, ten this I'm year. Thinking for I'm, well, I'm hoping for ten and four. Ten and four means they're in a state championship. Yeah, that would be nice to see. Uh, but we'll be able to hear you guys uh, later on uh, this evening. What times uh, pregame? Uh, Six thirty-five. We'll uh, preview St. Joe's game. We'll wrap up scores that only three games got finished last night. They're all over the board <laughs> tonight. I saw some Saturday at noon, mainly because the officials um, lack of, not because they're bad. This, that, that would mm-hmm. be me. It's mostly because of lack of officials. Um, and then we'll uh, obviously do our, our, our talk with Coach Prattley, um, and then we'll preview the St. Joe uh, and Niles game. And I'm telling you, this is a different Niles thing. If, if you're 30 and under, don't think it's the same Niles that mm-hmm. St. Joe played the last 20, 25 years because it is not. So tonight's is a home game for the for St. Joe? No, it's at Niles. Oh, it's at Niles. And Niles is... Um, they, they did an opening ceremony for soccer last year, but the real big opening for the new updated stadium will be tonight. And Niles has got their, I think their sports turned around. They won the boys' basketball tournament, yeah. um, upset Benton Harbor. Their football took off last year. Go Vikings. Yeah, Matt Brawley, the AD down there, is doing a very good job, I think. I hear their their soccer team looks really good. They have one player, Sawyer, on there who's, uh, you know, Good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ken's son is goes to Niles, so we know who Ken's going to be. Plays Niles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's on the soccer team. Nice. Okay, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Do, they, do they still have their own soccer field? Are they playing on the big field on the football field? Good question. Don't know. <laughs> they play. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they've they've usually played over uh, down the road. 
uh, at that other soccer field, right? Wherever it is, he was telling me the other day that they were playing, uh, as I mentioned, Johnny Dewajak. Yeah. And it was incredibly hot. He wasn't looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no shade in that no. uh, on that Dewajak field uh, yeah. at all. There's no, no, the only shade you're going to get is from the uh, the shadow of the school. That's about <laughs> it. Um, well, well, I'm to the press box food. I'm sure it'll be good. Niles, they usually bring in, there's a local pizza joint they usually bring in. Ah. Is it Pizza Damn. Transit? Sailors? No. What I Milano's? Is it Milano's? That's it. Yeah, okay. they're delicious. Ooh, that, that's right down. That's right around the corner from them. So yeah, that makes total sense. That's one. That's honestly, as a Niles res- resident, that is my endorsement for uh, <laughs> for best pizza, Milano's. So you heard it here, folks. Okay. Uh, Brent, looking forward to the game. Maybe you do. Uh, uh, Facebook Live or something like that, and maybe uh, do your do a pizza review. Well, yeah, that might. I, but here's what I hope they don't do again: is put the pizza right outside the door we're at. That, that <laughs> Teasing not, you? Nobody. I I'm not sure if anybody else got anything. Oh, oh man. But, you know, All right. I well, felt, I felt good about myself. Well, we we'll look well. forward to that. Look forward to the game. Uh, you'll hear it later on tonight. We're your home, uh, as you said, for 25 years plus uh, for St. Joe Bears football right here on 94.9 WSJM. But our uh, foot- St. Joe Bears football preview is brought to you by Laser Graphics. Give them the stuff that they want from Laser Graphics. Brett, we'll hear from you uh, later on tonight. All right, man? You got it, gentlemen. Not only are you listening to it, but some people uh, or some person <laughs> stop it stop at it one, at one point we had uh we did have quite a few people watching and that where you go you can watch us on our facebook and youtube as well live right now as we speak uh-huh. we are there yes um and we're having some fun because we're having some some behind the scenes conversations uh and so you can only get that exclusive stuff on our facebook page so be sure to give us a like and go check us out there uh, you've been very busy, Ken, um, covering a lot of things because, well, I mean, that's what you do. You're the yeah, news guy. That's right. Uh, and, but you've, uh, you've been kind of following quite a few, uh, stories and keeping us updated as things go along. And one of the things that you've spent, uh, I don't even know how many, how many weeks and months now mm-hmm. of this, but there is a new development with the Orchards Mall. Right that uh could could change things and maybe you know see what the future holds for orchards mall but uh it's not good right what's going on with that yeah the overdue property tax taxes are mounting again for owners of the orchards mall and this is not something new what is new is that the amount is is climbing to a concerning level again and some local officials are wondering okay is this is this decline the 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 beginning of the end of what durga properties is doing mm-hmm. with orchard's mall durga properties whole uh, durga property holdings incorporated is the current owner of orchard's mall and for those who have been following they know that they have a track record of waiting till the last minute to pay their property taxes before the buildings get into foreclosure and so as of today the company owes 345 about 345 thousand dollars in back taxes dating back to 2020 
And now the summer taxes for Berrien County are coming due. And with the additional amount, uh, their property taxes that are outstanding will be $400,000. So when you start to get close to half a million dollars in back mm-hmm. taxes and you have two tenants in the building, you wonder what, what's, the, what's the future going to be? How do you keep paying the property taxes? How do you keep it in your possession without forfeiting into foreclosure right. uh, when, it, when it's at that level? And included in the delinquent back taxes is $54,000 for a sewer lien because they weren't paying, uh, according to the township, they weren't paying their sewer bills and $5,500 for municipal mowing of the property. The, the grass gets tall, the weeds get tall, the township says, it's an eyesore, we're going to go in there and do it for you since you're not doing it and we'll charge you what it costs us to do it. Ah, jeez. Yeah. So I did get a call back. You know, every time we we update this news story, mm-hmm. we reach out to the owners of Durga Property Holdings and forever and a day they've not returned calls or emails. Yesterday they did. Montu Betty, the administrative liaison for Durga Property Holdings, uh, called back and said he has been in contact with the county this week about the delinquent taxes. He says that, quote, it's his utmost desire and intent to have the taxes paid before March 2024. Uh, what we also talked about was we're going to get together and have a good conversation about what exactly is happening out there because he wants to tell his side of the story. I could hear frustration in his voice. Sure. Um, but at the same time, for those who have been following the story for a long time, there's been a lot of talk in the past and not a lot of action. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how that conversation goes because, yeah, I mean, we all have our our thoughts and what what we'd like to see happen, but really, it it all depends on how this because still the owner, what the right. owner does, and and with these, uh, this is something that has played out before in the past of a previous owner not paying taxes. So, uh, well, I don't and. Know. and- and we had Berrien County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford in, who mm-hmm. was trying to start some kind of trying to negotiate a, an agreement sure. or at least understanding some way forward between the owners of the mall because he said, "Oh, well, you know, they feel like they have a plan, but nobody will mm-hmm. listen or work with them." Uh, so he uh, Shokwe Pitchford was trying to to work a deal there. That's gone silent. And that's something the Durga Properties folks are saying, you know, we don't know where that stands. We'd like to see it continue, but there's just no movement there. So we, we there's more to understand with this story. So we'll keep on it. Definitely want to keep you posted on that. And you can check out that and uh, even past stories as well to kind of keep your uh, get yourself updated on everything related to the Orchards Mall at WSJM.com and the WSJM app.